Hello and welcome back to Lights, Camera and Life. It's your boy Franklin. And it's Lady. This is a really anticipated episode um, for Lights, Camera and Life. Uh, for me anyway. What are we talking about today? Um, we're going to be talking about the newly released Oppenheimer by Christopher Nolan. Now I need you to do me a favour and um, could you play the violin with your mouth? I can't do that. You I'm can't afraid. do that? Well, because like, I need to give a real monologue about... Go on then. Well, Christopher Nolan... I'll, 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 guys, just bear with me. Christopher Nolan is probably, when it comes to blockbusters, my favourite uh, director. I've watched all his movies. Um, I mean, when I was 18, I, I remember going to see The Dark Knight uh, with my auntie at the Cineworld in Gallows Reach. And I remember... That was many years ago. That was many... <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I'm young, y'all. Um, and it just changed my life. I did, you know, and I think everyone, it's it's now an acclaimed classic. You know, but from the following to Insomnia, which is actually an underrated film, uh, to The Prestige, down to the Batman trilogies, Inception, Interstellar, Tenet, which we've obviously done a podcast on, so check that out. Yep, still don't understand that film. Yeah, I still don't get half of it. But um, but I was so... Going into this, I knew I was going to enjoy it. There's going to be a lot to talk about. And I think, if I can say already, it really delivered go into detail let's kick off let's kick off I, I want to start off with you how did you find it going in what did you did you get involved with all the hype or were you just like no yeah. I mean yeah I think it was only the day before I was hearing about also Barbenheimer yeah which, yeah which which really annoyed clearly me, the but... nation has lost its <laughs> lost its mind but yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess it's good to have things to look forward to in the current climate well, cost of living um, and all that yeah, but yeah. I mean apart from hearing everything about Barbenheimer I really didn't know much else about it. I think I knew that Christopher Nolan um is the maker of the film yeah. and otherwise I was pretty clueless well one of the things about Christopher Nolan which I really rate is he seems to be the only director that has been given a pass to have hundreds of millions of dollars or pounds to um bring quite high-minded concepts to the summer blockbuster screen is this a high mind concept? Um, no, it's not. Well, it's a biopic in a, in a sense. But in a way, it's still talking about quite hefty topics, especially at the beginning anyway. Don't you think? Tenet was, I think, was quite yeah. high minded in that sense. Whereas to me, this is just history. Not just, but this is history retelling. Okay. So, I mean, there's not much to say. All of the, I mean, I, I, I could say I could spoil it, but it's a historical biopic about um, Robert Oppenheimer who is a theoretical physicist, quite a large uh, historical figure, uh, and the person responsible for the creation of the atomic bomb, or at least the ideas that led to it under the Manhattan Project. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, physics is, you know, my kind of thing. And I have, I know about him, I know about his role, but I didn't quite conceive about how he took the advancement of quantum physics ideas and then extrapolated that to the creation of the bomb. Um, what were the things that stood out to you in this film and how it actually, you know, so showed that on screen? Um, I think what stood out to me, I guess I'm going to go negative first. Yep, it okay. was very long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I might even go out on a limb to say too long. Okay. I think that... Yeah, it's too long. I think so. I think I think With, we need to, pushing three hours. Yeah, but the, Tenet was three hours. All these films, which I think that, is also probably I, but, too long. But do you not think that the time should match the ambition of a film? 
Because um, it clearly was built like looking at a lot of things. I think biopic that just like, I read a review earlier and it was saying that the biopic doesn't really encapsulate what this film is doing because it's handling a lot of things in the film. Maybe possibly too much. Then I think yeah, it's open for debate, but I I think. I think it needed to be slightly shorter. Okay. Yeah. What else did you think then? As that's, I guess that's the negative out the way. Uh, other things that stood out to me, I would say, um, cinematography. I think it looked great. Yeah. Was, cinematography think, was done by yeah. the great Hoyt Van um, Van uh, Homer. Yep. Are you joking? <laughs> no, that that's actually his name. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It it looked very epic, and it looked like a Christopher Nolan film, which. I guess is a compliment. I think you have to be quite a stylish person to sort of have your watermark on films and just pe- have people know it. Know that it's um, a film yeah. of yours. So actually, I, I'll I, be curious of what, what sort of things give that away to you. Because I, I used to have this conversation with my friends at uni where there's a, there's a certain Christopher Nolan and explosion in films where you only have a, a light spark, but then it goes doof. And they were like, <laughs> Franklin, you need to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't even that that made me think. I think it's the plays, the play on time. Is, okay. Is yes, the yeah non-linear but, yeah, narrative yeah. and plot. Yeah. So actually, sometimes I felt like I was watching Tenet again, or I felt like I was watching Inception again. Um, so yeah, I think that that's the thing. Do you know what else gave? I'm pretty sure. Maybe you don't notice, but made you feel like you were watching Tenet. The soundtrack. Probably. The score was yeah, very very probably. similar, and that was done by. Um, who was it done by? Uh, Ludwig Göransson. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, any other points? On- so, so yeah, it was it was a Christopher Nolan esque film, and actually, it, I even got I even got feelings of Dunkirk watching it as well. Just, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that in some ways I, I forgot quite about like, Dunkirk. Yeah, 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 I think, yeah. especially in Los Alamos. Um, where the Manhattan Project was being built up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think th- those times is when I really sort of had the feels of Dunkirk when I was watching it. Yeah. Um, other things that stood out to me, it was very, very stuffed of celebrities. Or yes, stuffed, stuffed ensemble, of It had Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downing Jr. And there are so many others Florence that you will Pugh. know. Florence Pugh, who's amazing as always. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be... One of I didn't greats. know it was her until like way too far too into Really? Yeah, she just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, bordering on the gimmicky to have that many A-listers in. I'm just going to throw that. You reckon? I don't. I don't think it spoiled it, but yeah. Sometimes I think, would this film be as captivating if it wasn't like, oh my, all my old friends, oh, yeah, oh yeah. And, yeah, and I just yeah. wonder sometimes if you took all of that out, yeah. and just had other actors who were as good as good would it would it be as i think it's just a testament that when christopher nolan calls all the biggest artists (laughs) want to be part of it even if it's just to be even if it's just background guys (laughs) i'll do it yeah so it's is again debatable whether it 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 definitely added to the film. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but was it maybe too much? I don't. I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think those are the things that stood out to me. And then I guess storyline wise, I think for me it felt watching it. It felt like you know at the start you saw and you knew that Oppenheimer was a was a scientist. That, yeah. That's who he was. But actually, seeing how much of a political character character he, he became. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And actually, how much of a Obviously, like not one guy builds mm. an atomic bomb. So the team, the team, and how, how yeah, in. I almost felt like he was less and less responsible for so it the more I watched. I want to go back to a few things, and I'll come back to your to to how you saw the film. Um, obviously, Christopher Nolan made it. 
we've got an ensemble cast. Um, it's it's great because I feel like it juggles so many parts of his life, mm. but does it quite seamlessly. Um, you could be, you know, when you watch other films where they try to say, "Oh, the beginning, the middle, the end." Yeah. I feel like the way it intertwines, you realize you actually get a full sphere of who Robert. Uh, it was quite uh, stressful. But yeah, it was very <laughs> stressful. But he's a stressful guy. He's mm-hmm. quite a neurotic character um, who actually had a psychotic breakdown as a student and all, and wanted to poison his teachers. Mm. I don't know if you know, remember the beginning where With he had to apple. take the apple mm. off. So, you know, quite a troubled mind. It's a trope. We've, We've seen that. We've all been there when We're, the teacher's not cutting it. <laughs> when he's not cutting it and they're annoying you, you've got to poison that apple, baby. It'll skim him a slap like <laughs> But, um, I, I, you know, he's a brilliant physicist but has the temperament of an artist. Mm. Um, and that's something that I think that really, really shows. Um I'm going to nerd out a bit. For those of you who know, there's something on YouTube called the Epic Rap Battles of History. And they pitch these random historical figures against each other in rap. And I've always loved it. You think it's so dweeby. <laughs> but um, there's one particular one where Robert, where Robert Oppenheimer is up against Thanos. And actually, after watching that film, I realised they did that on purpose. Because there are big themes about, you know, at the end of it, when he's developed the atomic bomb... What does this do for humanity? The destruction of its own self. And should we, and how he kind of made a leap in his head that perhaps with the creation of something that can destroy ourselves, we would therefore not want to go to war anymore. And I could see a kind of linear kind of thing with what Thanos was saying that you have to, it's not quite the same thing, but if I annihilate half of the universe, then I can allow it to grow and immerse. You know all the tropes that we've mm-hmm. said. So I actually found that to be really cool in that sense. Um, coming back to it, I love how it's there's a beautiful and seamless transition that goes from Robert uh, Oppenheimer's personality at the beginning with, obviously you can see him throwing glasses in the side of the room. He's clearly lost it a bit. Then it kind of goes to, he's found purpose in the development of quantum physics. The uh, You see a lot of scientists on show, Niels Bohr, Einstein is on show. Um, and they bring about theoretical physics and they show you the early groundwork. It's very surface level. Um, but then that seamlessly then leads to the Manhattan Project. Now, I want to ask you a question here. Mm-hmm. At the Manhattan Project, did you feel like they really brought that to life to say, this is how we came up with the ideas and this is how we created it. They really go into detail here. No, that it was more about the dynamics in the room and the power plays. And yeah, the, I thought I was yeah. the only one who... But actually, for me, that's a good thing because that's the. I think that was the problem with Tenet was that, it, that the concepts was just like, huh? Like, you, <laughs> they, yeah, it, they said it, I the, was the, like, the, huh? You remember I said it in the review, like the, the physics in Tenet is not even university physics, it's PhD mm, stuff, mm, like, yeah, mm. yeah. And that, that's where it lost me, I think, because... I couldn't follow this what they were doing with time there it was it yeah. was even having watched it twice it was it was just too much but it's probably a big chunk of the what the viewers who got that and really enjoyed it as a result yeah. whereas this this was this wasn't a film about physics ultimately it was no, a film no, about no. a person and I guess perhaps that's why I enjoyed it more cuz I enjoyed the fact that it was historical yeah but not trying to like whack you but in the face it was with... about the physics because do you know what there was enough of it and this is why i love nolan because he doesn't shy away from the nerdy stuff you could see they were using like you know alpha and beta bombardments of particles naturally no they didn't do that because that would be way way early that's rutherford um but the showing the bombardment bombardment of the atom and shows you when you knock off the neutrinos they were showing what that does and how that actually leads to a nuclear fission reaction there was enough of that there was 
was also yeah, it was ma- accurate. The, there was some of the maths on the board. If you actually looked at it and wanted to decipher it, it did make part partial sense. Not all of it, but some of it did. So I would say it, at the beginning there is a, a film about physics, and it's not just that; it's about the history of physics. The, it's about the collaboration of work between the European scientist Niels Bohr Einstein, and then how Robert Oppenheimer went and met Göttingen, and then went to the United States and extrapolated on that. So I would say it is before it goes to the Manhattan Project and the politics. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, then when it gets to the Manhattan Project, I think that's where you see the evolution of uh, Robert Oppenheimer from a scientist to more of a politician, would you say? Yeah, I guess his he he was the leader of a big group and he was, you know, trusted enough with, I guess, enough inside knowledge and was, was seated in places where I guess he did feel like a politician and he felt some weight of responsibility to make sure that people were stewarding his creation properly yeah yeah and would you say for me i'd love to hear what you think about is this where his ego started to get a bit out of control um i think he always had an ego yeah um yeah i think i think he always had an ego and it was always going to be a problem and i think that it would be difficult for someone who had created such a massive thing and to be, you know, the darling of physics and yeah. the darling of politics, politics and the yeah. darling of the common man, <laughs> you know, to not... And a womaniser. And a womaniser, <laughs> yeah, to not be... To not have an ego. Like, yeah. Like, I don't see how you wouldn't, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to be Mother Teresa, basically. To, to, not, to be able to yeah, handle that yeah, level of yeah. achievement and not be... And even be she's got some skeletons in, in the closet. Cupboard, yeah, <laughs> watch our next episode for the expose on that. <laughs> Turns out everyone is. <laughs> but you're, you're right. And then, but this is what I'm trying to say. It's, it covers so many things. We've talked about the womanizing. You know, there's actually parts of it where you see... There's a really great part where, at the beginning, it says... His brother says uh, he if he could find a way of um, combining Los Alamos, am I saying it right? I think and so. physics, mm. life would be perfect. Mm. And then actually when one of his colleagues comes to the Manhattan Project, he was like, well, he did. He found a way of combining Los Alamos and, and, and the Manhattan Project. So, of course, it was like, and it's, it's those, what was his underlying driving motivation? Was it his ego or was it his genius? What exactly drove him? I never quite got what was his bedrock of ambition. What was it that really wanted... What did he want to do? Who was he, really? I guess that's part of the mystery of him. Only he will know. Was that intentional or just not investigated in the film, do you reckon? Um, I don't know. I think it was probably left as a bit of a question mark, I Mm. guess, to make it more of an interesting watch and make you watch it, want to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that um, I really, really enjoyed was the amount of time they took to actually explain what it means to have nuclear weapons and Mm. what it did. Mm. And, you know, I I know that you, you know, this is something that we discuss a a lot of times as we do in our spare time. Um, What do you think of nuclear weapons? Do you think the, the whole argument which you've obviously if you extrapolate it far enough that it's a deterrent. Obviously, we've got nuclear deterrents all, all around the place. And no one's pressed the button yet since then. Mm. But should we have it in the first place? It's a difficult one because I think that war has changed a lot since. It felt like we got to, you know, the peak of, you know, many 
big players in the world having access to nuclear weapons. And then it felt just when we got to the really scary point, the nature of war and terrorism has completely changed now. Yeah. So to a certain degree, they almost feel redundant <laughs> to, a, to a degree. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but no one would, well, I say not many people would dare to disarm just in case. Just in case. Um, yeah, I guess on a very personal level, I feel like the government has many bigger things to be thinking about than nuclear war. Yeah. Um, but... I can understand the need to seem ready to to other nations who could be very volatile one day and and pick on weaker or perceived, perceived to yeah, be weaker yeah. countries. No, that's so. a good point. And the film tries to really talk about this because Robert Oppenheimer is I'm going to call him RO from now on. Um is actually quite an idealistic uh, left winger in the sense he's got a political side to him. And I think sometimes was that what drove him to actually want to create something that could be used in war against the Nazis. Um, there's a lot here in regards to talking about it. But um, I feel like the way that it brings it all together is really done well. I'm I'm sat there and I know I was, I was kept turning to you and I was like, I'm talking, there's so much going on, but I can follow everything. And I love the black and white uh, scenes where mm. they're doing the hearing mm. as well. But what do you think about his sort of uh, parlay with uh, Strauss, Robert Downey Jr.'s character? I think I need to watch it again. I don't think... I think that was lost on me slightly. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think on a second watch, I'd have... So more. on that, it's a, so Robert Downey Jr.'s character wants... Is, is, uh, that hearing was basically for him to be appointed to a federal yeah. role. But I think there was a problem between them while they were colleagues where... Um, I'm not going to go into it and spoil it, you know, um, Robert Oppenheimer embarrassed him mm. uh, regarding the research of isotopes yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And he held a grudge. And mm. I think that whole double crossing of examinations and how he tried to get him to lose his security clearance. Mm. I thought that was, that in itself, it was an interesting yeah. part of the film. It's, it's like yeah. a textbook come to life. And yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing the plot. It, it really is. Um, listen, I don't want to go too much into it, but have you got any other thing to, things to <laughs> Before you explain before I absolutely lose my marbles. <laughs> it's it's a very, very good film and I think that you know that you know that Christopher Nolan's going to always produce a certain calibre of film, so you're mm. always gonna critique it with an extra fine tooth comb. So I, I think that the last thing that does need to set, be said is that it is a very good film and I think it's very hard to deny that. Yeah. Um definitely worth a watch. Is it for everyone? I mean I think if you want to see something that's cinematically very exciting and very well done, then yes. There but are it's there quite are long. just on that. There are scenes where obviously he's going into his mind, uh, and all the particles are doing their thing, and it's akin to Interstellar. It's beautiful. The the mind warping and you know actually how his work led to. Uh, I was reading some of the, 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 the possibly the discovery of black holes or at least some of the gravitational pull of how stars can collapse on each other. Like it's. I'm mindful that you haven't said one negative thing about the film. Because so I, no, honestly, my love, I don't. I, I, there is nothing. Negative. <laughs> There's nothing negative about it because I used to nerd out about this stuff when I was a teenager. Like I, I read those books, and I'm not just like I really did to see all of this play out on the screen. It's the same way as people who read the comic books and yeah. when they saw yeah. the Marvel. Like it's it was just amazing. But it was really well done, and I don't think it was cheesy. The dialogue was snappy. It's not cheesy, no. no, no, it wasn't cheesy. It was snappy. It was quick. It was to the point. Yes, there were a lot. There were a lot of stars, but they actually. You listen to what they're saying. They're saying they, their role fits. Mm. You mm. know, and I really, really liked it. I, and 
I appreciate that someone would have all that money, but actually still is invested in the investigation of an idea and how it plays out and is able to do it. So for me, this is um, this is one of Nolan's best films in a long time. Yet. Uh, yeah, uh, no, no, not yet. Um, I would still say, you know, and uh, check out a page because I'm going to put uh, my top 10 Nolan films <laughs> <laughs> on there. But I'd say... Um, Dark Knight, Prestige and Inception for me still beat this. Um, but this is so much better than Tenet. Um, Dunkirk, I still feel like I, I, I need to watch that again. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful film. It's he, a... he does something very special with history. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. What, how many stars are you going to give it? Well, before that, there's a, <laughs> before I finish, there's the scenes with Einstein as well. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 you know, for Oppenheimer is like, you know, is like a, he's, he's, how do I explain it? Like, obviously in Marvel terms, uh, Einstein's Thanos and maybe uh, Oppenheimer is like Captain America, but it's just to see how. It's a le- different level of nerdiness. I can't go no, through. It's like, it's like, and it's like Oppenheimer coming to Einstein to say, I need your help for someone so brilliant to go. It just shows you how much of a godfather Einstein was. And then, the, but what I'm trying to say is there was a part where he tries to say, could you look over the calculations to see what the chances are for atmospheric ignition, which is basically if you set off an atomic bomb, could we blow up the whole world? And Einstein refuses. And then at the end, they talk about did you know this and what that is is that there was the literal uh, chart calculation of whether that could happen where but there was also would the creation of the atomic bomb actually just mean that we then open a whole new chapter of history that then leads to the disorganization of humanity and the breakdown of everything that we is and that's yet to be seen but i found that to be really really good listen out of 10 this is a 9.5 no no it straight up is like it's <laughs> Take it it's 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 it the 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 handling of everything this man is in his politics his relationships in his um his science is done seamlessly the cinematography is beautiful the soundtrack is amazing i absolutely love this film it's a seven out of ten for me what but it's very good where did the fr- I'm just being rational. Where, 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 <laughs> I'm the rational. Where, where, where did the fr- I'm the rational reviewer. Well, I'm very ref- How random. much did Nolan pay I'm, I'm you? I'm very <laughs> rational. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys. Um, as you can tell, I really, really liked it. Um, I think it's a good film. Um, and we should see it again. Yeah, I think it needs. It's as usual. It needs a second watch. I think. Yeah, we've got some great films coming up this year, guys. Um, I think we'll be doing another one uh, soon. But um, as always, please get involved. Let us know what you think in the comments when we post it, and we'll see you again on Lights, Camera, and Life. Bye. Bye. <laughs>